All right, welcome to the Crude Show on a Wednesday night. Just getting it rolling early with Raj, and then later tonight, Kev's going to stop by. We'll have the call-in show. A lot going on on the Crude Show as we're approaching 31,000 subs. Uh, it is uh, December 13th, 2023, 6.06 on the West Coast, 9.06 on the East Coast, and we're talking Niners in advance of Sunday's 49er Cardinal tilt in the desert at state farm where Raj they're saying 61% of the crowd is going to be wearing Niner gear and going for the Niners uh, Niner nation taking over on the road. Absolutely. The 49er fans love to take over on the road. It's like every week they go on the road, they take over a stadium and guess what? I'll be part of that 61%. I am headed down to Arizona this weekend to watch the 49ers hopefully win the NFC West in arizona i'm excited for this one nice now how often do you you road trip it once or twice a year how many times a year you go maybe once it depends playoffs i try to make them but uh this one i got sponsored by uh gold bar whiskey that's one of my big uh, sponsors and they uh for all the work i've been doing they 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 got me hooked up they said we got you to arizona and um yeah i got my flight ticket all set and damn look at you raj is blowing up thanks we're we're doing the thing larry we're doing the thing gold bar whiskey huh gold bar whiskey give him a little shout out gold bar whiskey here look at that look at that bottle look at that box it's a beautiful packaging it's good stuff it's the official whiskey a lombardi trophy it's the official whiskey of the San Francisco 49ers, just so you know. So Really? Yes, sir. How did you get tied in with the official whiskey of the Niners? I mean, I know some people. And whose job was it to taste all the whiskeys to make sure which whiskey was the right whiskey <laughs> to be associated with? That's what I'd like to know. That's the real job, right? No, I just know some people, you know, doing my Instagram page, and I connected and doing the tailgates. I always run into them, and we've connected over the last year or so, and I did a big promotion for them. And now I think moving forward next year, I'm going to be a big part of uh, working with them. So, Are you I mean, a big whiskey man? I'm actually not. I don't drink whiskey. <laughs> you don't drink whiskey. Hey, but they're going to sponsor me. The I'll- irony. Of, of the irony. <laughs> no, but I mean, I've drank it before. It's actually good. I'm not going to go out there and like drink whiskey all the time, but if occasionally. Socially- <laughs> occasionally. At the right time, at the right place and time, socially. Responsibly. Responsibly. Yeah. At the tailgate, uh, Larry. Absolutely. There you go. When yeah. There's plenty of whiskey at the tailgate. There's no yeah. question. Oh, my God. Niner fans. Niner fans, I would say, if you said, how would you describe the uh, the uh, the pregame festivities at Levi's? They're getting it in, you know. They're getting it in. I mean, there's just a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of partying uh, in the parking lot, and it's a good time. All right, uh, Niners Cardinals this weekend. Uh, the injury report today: Eric Armstead, Mooney Ward, uh, Ross Dwelly, Elijah Mitchell, Darrell Luter Jr., Oren Burks, Javon Hargrave. Drake Greenlaw, all on the list. Um, Burke sounds like he's going to be out two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. So we may see D. Winters or Jalen Graham this week a little bit. Uh, Dwelly, I think, is probably going to be out a while. Uh, Armstead's going to be gone at least this week. And the rest of the guys, I don't know. I mean, Luter, they said, it was a full go at practice. Yeah. So he's ready to roll. Um and then, of course, the Niners get the Cardinals and in, in, uh, Murray on Sunday. What do you think of Murray? What do you think of the Cardinals? What do you think of the matchup? I mean, honestly, I don't want to sit here and say that, you know, it's going to be an easy matchup. It's it's a division game. Cardinals have been playing better than expected over the last couple of weeks. I mean, they're, they're a team that's at least competed. You know, it made some games tough, hard fought. But honestly, if and I hate to say this, I don't want to be the guy that jinxes them, but 
if there's any week where, yes, we have some injuries, that the 49ers could be, you know, afford to rest some guys, Hargrave, Mooney Ward, Arik Armstead, and still probably get a big dub. This is the week, Larry. I know, like, I don't want to get cocky. Again, hat and T-shirt weekend. I feel like this is a week where the 49ers, they're just steamrolling right now. They're on a heater, and they're just a better team than Arizona. Um, I like Kyler, um, what he's done since he's come back. You know, much respect to him. Actually playing pretty solid football coming back from the ACL injury. So um, he's an elusive quarterback, and he's always given the 49ers fits with his running abilities. And that's one thing the 49ers have to kind of figure out over the next couple of weeks. Um, they, they did a good job with Hurts, you know, and they contained him. But in the playoffs, that's going to be, you know, the ticket, you know, when they play guys like Patrick Mahomes, maybe, or down the line. And on Christmas, they played Lamar Jackson. So this is kind of a good barometer to see how they are with these mobile quarterbacks. Now, Lamar's a little step ahead of Kyler, but I think I like the matchup. I think the 49ers have done well in containing these mobile quarterbacks, but you just never know. Kyler Murray's played well against the 49ers, uh, you know, relatively, but I'm excited to see Chase Young and Nick Bosa running down, uh, chasing uh, Kyler. And I remember last year when there was, I can't remember the interview, but Nick Bosa said that during the pre-draft meetings, he told the Cardinals, like, You'll make a big mistake drafting Kyler over me, and I'll never forget that. So, you know, he makes him, he makes him remember them passing up on him for Kyler Murray every time he plays him. Oh, I know. Me and Murray went one, Bosa went two. Um, I almost asked Bosa about it today because he spoke in the locker room, but I figured I'll ask him something else. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Niners-Cardinals played the first time. Dobbs played, and he played pretty well. Yeah. They did go up-tempo at times offensively in the first half try to kind of bother the 49er defense. I asked Fred Warner about it today and he said, you know, sometimes you, you know, you got to pre- be prepared for that. And sometimes it can be difficult to defend, but I just think when you look at the Cardinals on paper, man, they're so beat up. I, I, is Hollywood Brown going to play is, is uh, at wide receiver, Michael Wilson, Hollywood Brown and Zach Pascal are all in red. And I think that means they're not going to go. I don't know. We'll see if one of those guys goes, but uh, it sounds like Rondell Moore and uh, Greg Dortch, and we'll see at wide receiver. And then uh, the we will see Buda Baker, who's one of the great safeties in football, and I always love the Kittle-Buda Baker battles. That's fun, yeah. I remember uh, the touchdown where Kittle stiffs, uh, stiff arms him, and he tells him, I'm still here, Buda. Like, that was one of the fav- my favorite moments of George Kittle. They've had some nasty battles. There's been some times where – Kittle was on the bad side of things, and there's been times where Buda Baker's been on the good side of things. So I definitely think that's going to be a fun, you know, matchup again to see. But honestly, again, like like you said, they're banged up. I just think the 49ers are just going to be too much. They're a 13-point favorite. Again, NFC West, they can clinch it this week. I think they're just on a roll. Um, I asked Somebody asked me, do you think it's a trap game? You know, I know they got the Ravens after that, but I, I really don't. I just think the 49ers are so focused. They know that every game matters. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's a trap game this week? Well, I mean, it's a division game. I, I'll, I'll say this. I don't love the, you know, I don't know if I'd love to wager on the 49ers in this game. I, I think it could be closer. It's a big number, right? Isn't it like 13 or 14? Yeah, 13. Yeah, that's kind of a lot um, for, for you know, a division game. Seems like the Cardinals always play the Niners pretty tough. So, um, I would probably take the Cardinals in the points this week. Um, Cam Newton. Let's talk Cam Newton. Cam Newton disrespecting Brock Purdy. And um, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just it's uh, it's pretty interesting. It seems like we, we see this so regularly now that, you know, people just want to, 
you know, hey, diminish Brock. And this one was just, this was not just Brock. This was Tua mm-hmm. and um, um, uh, what's his name from Detroit, Jer- Jared Goff. Um, he basically said they're all kind of system guys. Yeah. And, said- and, and they're not difference makers. And I just think, I don't know, it's just like we're talking about something that can't be quantified. You know, he he was a former MVP. It's not like he has no no credibility when talking about the sport. He's probably got lots of credibility. But, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> come on. Why do we always have to diminish uh, what these guys are doing? You know, and what I mean, delivering the ball on time. Uh, with accuracy, moving well within the pocket, moving your team, producing points, playing at a high percentage, completing a high percentage, excelling at the position. I mean, that is what the position is. So it, it seems that I understand he was Mr. Irrelevant and um, a lot of people didn't expect him to be pretty good. But can't we just all kind of agree at this point that the guy's pretty good? And and instead, it's like, no, he's a. He's a system manager or whatever. He makes it sound like he's it really sounds like Cam was trying to diminish, um, you know, Brock and Goff and Tua. And I don't know. What did you think of it? I, I thought it was ridiculous. And again, he also said Dak Prescott. He says they're all game managers. And he says the 49ers do not win because of Brock Brody. It's just another guy in the long list of people that are probably not watching the games. And they see, oh, Brock Purdy, MVP, they can't be. And they use it to get clicks. Because guess what? Where everybody's talking about it, Cam Newton's back on everybody's mouths. You know, his podcast is getting a lot of attention because of this. So that's that's really what it is. The negative media drives, you know, attention and engagement. And it's really what it is. Brock Purdy, if you watch the games, man, he's doing more than just check down the ball. Like, he, even the last couple of weeks, and he talked about it on Cam BR, how his arm's feeling better. Best that he's felt all, you know, season. He said he talked to Nick Mullins, who had a similar, you know, situation several years ago. He had the UCL surgery, and he says by the midpoint of the season, you're going to feel a lot better. And we've noticed he's been throwing the ball so deep, you know, after that, once the Jaguars game hit, after the bye week, I mean, deep shot to Kittle. You know, you had a deep shot to Ayuk. He had the deep shot to uh, Debo this weekend. Just so many deep passes, and he said it. He goes, it's something he's working on. His arm feels great, and I just think that people – want to diminish them like you said it's just they love to do it the media wants to push him push back on him because like you said he's mr relevant it's a dumb take i get it cam newton is an mvp so i'm not bashing him in the sense of he can have an opinion because he was a a great player for a stretch of time but at this point in his career i think he's jealous i think he's washed up he got ran out of the new england patriots by mac jones man so at the end of the day he's got no legs to talk in talking about you know, guys like that and diminishing their talents because he was good for a while, but once he kind of fell apart, I don't think he has the leg to stand on to talk about that. Again, Mac Jones took his job in New England. I think it's a clown take overall. Here, 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 here it is for those who missed it. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Brack Parody, like, but Brock, let's, they're not winning because of him. He's not turning the ball over. He's managing the game. And if we were to put that in its own right as game managers, Brock, Parody, Tua Tonga Valoa, Jared Goff, and really Dak Prescott. Mm. 
these are game managers. They're, they're not difference makers. And when you say game manager, I'm not asking you to go out and win the game. I'm just asking you not to lose. Not to lose the game. That's, listen, motherfucker, I don't give a damn what you do. You don't have to score every time. You just don't have to throw a pick every time either. If we're going to really call a spade a spade, a game manager is different than a game changer. Wow. Uh, game manager. Game manager. What do you think? I mean, I mean, you know, Cam, as we said, Cam's an MVP, but I mean, game manager, it's, it's just such a, it's just like a, you know, there are guys who, who do check it down a lot and they're real conservative and they won't take chances on third down and they're not real playmakers or, or, you know, play with a lot of competitive fire, but none of those guys resemble Brock Purdy. You know what I mean? And Brock Purdy plays with tremendous fire. Brock Purdy takes, big shots down the field a lot. He's yeah. very aggressive. He doesn't take the check down. Um, you know, yes, he's got great weapons. Yes. He's got a great head coach, but once again, do we need to remind everybody of the stat when Jimmy went down and Brock came in at that point, all non Garoppolo quarterbacks who played for the 49ers in the Shanahan era were nine and 29. Nine and 29 and Brock Purdy took over and ran the table and then won two playoff games and is now in uh, the quarterback of the, the team that's the best record in football that smoked uh, both the Cowboys and the Eagles. He outplay Dax, the favorite for the for the MVP in the game. They played head to head. Brock had four touchdowns, no picks. Dak had one touchdown, three picks. Yeah, at the end of the day, he's beaten Dak head to head. Jalen Hurts head-to-head. If he goes down uh, and beats J- Lamar Jackson on Christmas head-to-head, th- there's no question in my mind. He's an MVP candidate. Like you said, the stats don't lie. He's number one in almost every statistical category. He's thrown the ball a lot less than most of these guys. He's number three in passing yards. This guy is efficient, and he does take shots downfield. He knows when to do it. He's got great accuracy, 70% accuracy. Like, yeah, he's going to throw the short ball. That's part of the offense. But at the same time, every quarterback does. But he's just getting the ball where it needs to be. And I just think, again, People are upset. They're jealous. They can't figure out why a guy that was drafted last is doing better than so many people. I, you know, I mean, at this point, Cam Cam Newton's Mister Irrelevant. He he was great. Again, I don't hate the guy. I think he was a great quarterback at one point, Larry. But at this point, he's he's Mister Irrelevant, and I think he's a little upset about it. But people are just going to keep on putting dirt on Brock Purdy every week. He's going to continue to do great things as long as he stays healthy. And again, he's getting healthier. His arm wasn't even the best. You know, it has been, and I think now that he's getting stronger and he's trusting himself to throw the deep ball, he's going to get better. And Kyle trusts him, you know. You can see that Kyle truly, truly just loves this young man. And he's 23 years old doing the things he's doing. I guess as the game moves on, he's going to get better. And he's got good scramble ability. He's he's just good instincts, and he's a leader, man. I don't know. People love to hate him because they just don't want to respect him. And I feel at some point, you know, these people are going to come around and change their tune. But we'll see. Well, I mean, uh, you know, here's the thing. I would say watch the film yourself. Mm-hmm. It's out there. It's readily available. The all 22, just get the NFL plus you'll, 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 you can have the all 22 copy every night for every team in the league. And you can watch it for yourself and roll it back and forth and really take the time. And if you do, you're going to come to the same conclusion that Trent Williams has come to that JTO Sullivan has come to, and that every other, um, you know, keen observer of the game is coming to which is that 
enough of this draft status. That was that was obviously a bunch of teams, Niners included, that made a huge mistake. Yeah. This guy's really, really good. Um, and um, is he great? Well, I don't know, but he's really, really good. He makes the right decisions every week. Look at the decision-making. Look at the movement within the pocket. Nobody wants to admit this is a much better athlete than a lot of people pegged. He's a much better athlete. He's The guy can move. So yeah. when you can move, you got a better arm than people think. You know how to play the position. The accuracy is unbelievable. He he throws it to spots, um, you know, on in the intermediate, like their layups, like their handoffs. Uh, he makes it the precision that he he plays with. It's like surgical precision in the intermediate, where he's just putting it on your hands mm-hmm. at eleven yards. Why was that an interception this weekend? Because and I was watching it on the on the binoculars, Ayuk hesitated for just a second. It left him a little short on the ball. It went off his fingertips mm-hmm. and into the arms of Julian Love. That was it right there. It was on the receiver, and that's why Ayuk was looking so distraught on the sideline. But that's how precise they are right now. Yeah. So Purdy right now, for those who you know are following this, number one in the NFL in passer rating, number one in the NFL in yards per attempt, number one in the NFL in completion percentage, number one in QBR, tied for second with uh, 25 touchdown passes, tied for third in total yards passing. Um, And then, of course, last time he played Arizona, this year he completed 95% of his passes with a 98.2 QBR. Um, And and this week he's the winner of the uh, the FedEx – uh, you know, I guess Air FedEx Air Pet Player of the Week award, yeah. and then uh, McCaffrey got the Ground Award. But yeah, I mean, right now Brock Purdy's playing at a crazy high level, and whether you're Cam Newton or anybody else, if if you're in the biz to be critical of this guy, you're going to be out of the biz pretty soon. You know what I, I mean? Because it, it's it's not going to resonate with your audience or any audience. Absolutely, I think again that's why I said. At some point, these people will ship. They'll switch up. They'll, oh, Brock! Oh, what a story! I, it, right now, it's it's very popular to you know either antagonize. You, you're either on one end of the spectrum, and we see it every year with certain players. They come out of nowhere, and people are going to have one take A or take B, and and those that have the negative take, they're going to run with it, and then you're going to have the people that with the positive take and support them. That's social media. That's sports media. You know, you got the Nick Wrights of the world and Cam Newton, but then you have all the other people like Richard Sherman. He says great things about Brock Purdy. Emmanuel Ako, you know, he says great things. So it, it just depends on your mindset. And, you know, it's funny because I sat here the other day. I was like, oh, it's great to have a quarterback like Brock and there's no drama, whatever the case is. You know, we don't have to worry about a quarterback. But there, in a sense, there still is drama because now people doubt this guy. So we're sitting here on social media every week, every day on your shows trying to back up this guy, pulling all the stats. We're like, look, he's, he's good. We're telling you he's good. It's, it's weird. It's because quarterback's still the topic of the day in 49er land, even though we have a guy that's come onto the team and has become a franchise quarterback and he's doing these great things. He should be celebrated. He should People should be excited for this guy. Again, 23 years old, he's putting up stats that we haven't seen in a long time for the 49ers. But then you got the people that push back, say, oh, well, it's only because of this and that and the other. It's crazy to me, Larry. It's just very crazy to me. Well, especially since we all know quarterback is such a difficult position to play. And, you know, the 49ers, yeah, you can have great weapons and they have great weapons, but it's all about, 
you know, the timing, the touch, the accuracy, the precision, the rhythm, the, you know, the, the, the nerve, the intellect of the quarterback. It's a really difficult position to play. And the guy's playing at a really, really high level. Um, and now they get the Cardinals and this should be an easy win, but you know, this could be a trap game as well because you get the Ravens next week and they, and you know, this is a divisional game against a team that always seems to give the 49ers trouble. Um, and if the 49ers don't show up, they absolutely can get beat. I don't think there's any question in my mind about that. Mm. Um, now Jason Verrett, let's talk about Verrett. He practiced today for the first time. What do you think Verrett is going to contribute? Is he going to make a big impact? Is he going to play at all? Where do you, how do you see the addition of Verrett? Yeah, I'm happy that he's back. He's a good dude. He's just a guy that's battled through adversity. You could just tell the team loves this guy. They all talk great things about him. Debo said, you know, how he's connected with them and he was trying to like, you know, check up on them all season. Hey, you good? He come back, you know? And Nick Bosa says, even though he wasn't here, he was here and that he admires his, you know, hard work and, you know, being able to come back through injuries. Like they all are, are very um, touched by this guy in a way. Like they, they love this guy, you know, they're all feel that his, his presence, you know, and I think that he's going to be a good mentor, a good veteran. He may not even do a lot Larry. He might not even play much, but just his presence is going to be great for the locker room. You could just tell the younger guys look up to him. Like Diamond Lenore, man, looks up to this guy. Ambry Thomas looks up to this guy. I think he's going to be like an extra coach on the field. You know, he's going to be that, that veteran mentor. Remember when Richard Sherman was here, there was times where he was going through injuries, but he was still on the sidelines coaching these guys up. And I think that's the impact Verrett's going to have. He may be able to play in case they have some injuries. You never know. It's a touch and go sport with, you know, especially cornerbacks with the diners. They've had some weird history, but I think right now they got a good set of, you know, a good trio with Ambry, um, Mooney Ward and, and uh, Diamond Lenore. But I think if there is in any injuries, maybe he could step in. But right now it's just depth. And I think his major role is just to be like an extra coach out there and, and give these guys some more um, just veteran presence. You know, if you're running and, and trying to make the Super Bowl stretch run, it's good to have guys that are veterans that have been in the league for a long time to kind of keep the younger guys, you know, keep their heads down and, and keep them cool. Because one of the things that uh, I, I saw today on the locker room conferences and stuff and with Kyle Shanahan, he talked about how Diamond Lenore, like he, even though he apologized and stuff and the whole situation where he was trying to back up Fred at the end of that game, he says it's still on call for. Demo can't be doing that. He needs to kind of calm down. If you have a guy like Jason Verrett on the sidelines, maybe he can hey, say, hey, look, I know you want to go out and help your guy, Fred. Just cool down, cool down, you know. So I think that's the kind of presence we're going to get from uh, Jason Verrett. I'm well, he can, he can definitely cover. And then, you know, Mooney's got the groin injury. Darrell mm. Luter Jr. Is, is probably going to be a full go this week at practice. Yeah. Um, we'll see what it looks like tomorrow. But Luter's really a talented guy. They, they added Ryan Logan. Uh, but Lenore is playing tremendously. And it's like, you know, what's incredible, Raj, is he plays, you know, he plays a couple snaps in inside. All of a sudden uh, there's an injury and he goes outside. And I asked him about it today and he's like, yeah, I played corner my whole life outside. So I'm comfortable out there no matter what. He almost made it seem like it's a bigger adjustment for him to go from outside to the slot than yeah. it is to go from the slot back outside. But he made a seamless transition, uh, which was great. And I kind of feel like the Niners are – in this part of this of their of their schedule where they're really going to depend on some younger players on their back end of their roster yeah. to kind of stand up. You know, Luter, I think, is one of them at corner with the injury to Ward. Uh, Oren Burks went down this week, and I talked to D. Winters and Jalen Graham, both of them today, 
Um, and both those guys are ready. They've been watching. They've been, you know, they've been playing special teams. Graham made an amazing hit on special teams this last week. I think both those guys, Winters and Graham, are ready to step in for Burks at linebacker. And then there's no Hargrave or Armstead potentially. Um, and that means more run for guys like Givens and Kinlaw and Kalia Davis. Um, Elijah Mitchell being down means there's more time for Jordan Mason. You know, so there's just it seems like there's a lot of a lot of the back end of the roster um, are going to get a little a little extra run with the uh, with Ray Ray down. Ronnie Bell um, is a guy that definitely is going to play more and and be a bigger part of the thing. So we're going to find out how how much quality depth. I mean, Robert Beal may get on the field at some point as a rusher, a younger guy. So, um, you know, the Niners, I think, um, you know, that they have both the top end talent and tremendous depth. And I'd like to see some of that depth. I'm not afraid to, to watch those young players. I think I think every single one of those young players that we're talking about can flat out play. And I'm eager to see like Jalen Graham. I think Jalen Graham, when he gets on the field, Raj is going to be like, what? Where the heck's this guy been? You know, I mean, he's he's really, really good. Yeah, there's a lot of younger D winters, like you said. I know Shanahan the other day mentioned, you know, Demetrius Flanagan fouls, but you got too much young talent, and this is how they get better. This is how they develop, you know. Uh, you mentioned Kalia Davis and, and Kinlaw. Kinlaw, man, this guy finally playing the way I think we all wanted him to play. I love to see Kinlaw balling out, you know. He's playing good. He's healthy, and he's found – um, he's figuring it out. He's developing. So good for him. And a guy you didn't mention that I have loved seeing play is Jair Brown, man. You want to talk about a guy stepping up in the back end. Jair Brown has been just such a good safety in terms of coverage. Like I love Talano Hufunga, but honestly, you can probably argue with that say Jair Brown coverage wise, this guy's so good. And I think the future is so bright when, when Teleno Hufunga comes back and, you know, Gibson's going to be gone next year and uh, you got Jair Brown. Oh man, they're going to be a fun, fun duo because Teleno has got the instincts. He can hit you. He's going to be able to cover the run so well, and he's going to be running all over the place. And then if you try to throw over the top, Jair Brown's just going to intercept the ball because he's a playmaker. So absolutely love to see these guys shining these good depth players. So yeah, it, it does suck that we got some injuries, but I think the 49ers are going to really showcase just how deep they are. And, and I love to see these younger guys step up. So it's fun, you know, but hopefully our starters can get healthy because we need them down the stretch. I don't want to have rookies develop, you know, I don't want to rely on the rookies when it's playoff time. So hopefully Mooney Ward and Hargrave and Armstead are ready to rock and go when the games really, really, really matter in January. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. The, uh, the Niners do have a lot of good young uh, defensive backs. I mean, you think of Darrell Luter, Jair Brown, Ambry Thomas, Samuel Walmack, Diamador Lenore. Um, they've just got a lot of good young DBs. I mean, that's that's a good group right there. Um, you know, they they've uh they've done, I mean, they've got, you know, some despite not using high picks on these players, they have some really talented players on the back end back end of their defense. And um, you know, this is the time of the year. If you're gonna pro- keep progressing as a football team and keep getting better, you're going to have injuries. So how good is your depth? You know, how good are the guys off your bench? How well have you coached them up throughout the season? You know, I think I'm watching Dallas. To me, the one thing that stood out about Dallas this week is they're, they're quite a bit better than they were earlier in the, earlier yeah. in the year. And um, I think the 49ers, you know, the nice thing about Jair Brown, let's talk about Brown for a minute because 
I just think that, you know, he talked to Richard Sherman and he's, he's, you know, he's got a higher calling. I mean, this guy wants to be one of the greatest defensive backs to ever play the game. He's got real ambition to take his game to the highest level. And, you know, I was doing a stream the other day with Grant. He says he thinks he's better than Hafanga. Yeah. I kind of do too, as far as upside, I think Hafanga is so smart and so instinctive that he can be an impact guy. But I think Brown's bigger, stronger, faster, bigger hitter, um, equally good in the box and in coverage. Uh, I think Jair Brown is is a tremendous player, and you're seeing him get better every week. The guy plays with a lot of force in the run game, but he also has a great nose for the ball down the field. I mean, I don't want to compare him to Ronnie because there's only one Ronnie, but and Ronnie was a big time hitter. And but I mean, this is a physical player who's good in coverage. Yeah. And there aren't too many physical players at the in the box who are really good in coverage and have a great nose for the ball. This guy's got both nose for the ball and he'll step into the lane and 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 you know knock the running back. Yeah. He's he's incredible. I mean had he had DK Metcalf in in uh on a lockdown mode, he put him in jail time, interception and again making big hits and I saw the uh, I was watching I think 49ers posted like the sideline sounds. He, he was like Telling the guys, he was like leading. You can tell he has like these leadership moments. He's he's a rookie, but he's like already telling the guys, "Yo, we got this." He's in the huddle telling these guys things. And after the interception, there's a point in the video on Fort Niners again on their sideline sounds where everybody's on the sideline like, "Oh, you're a dog. You're a dog." Like this team, I think they realize, oh, they got something special with this guy, Jair Brown. So to have a rookie getting respect from like Fred Warner. And those guys, I think Fred already, like, you can kind of see, I get this, like, vibe from Fred. I'm like, oh, he could already tell that this is going to be a superstar in the league. And I, and I agree. Like, he has the ability to not just be, like, a, a good safety. He could be, like, an all-pro best safety in the league type guy. He's going to get a lot of money if he continues to project uh, the way he's going. So, it's it's exciting, Larry. I like this young Raj, after watching Miami fall the other night, who do you look at as the team that – um, out of the AFC that 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 you think is going to make it to uh, Vegas. I mean, obviously the 49ers' number one goal is to win the NFC, get to get to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, contend for that sixth Lombardi, um, and get into the you know the biggest game um, since the uh, since the Dolphins Super Bowl with a right to win that sixth Lombardi. Who's the most likely AFC team to be there based on what you've seen? After all the couple of weeks and and seeing the rosters and everything. Honestly, I think it'll be a rematch of the Christmas game in a couple of weeks. It's the Ravens and um, 49ers. I mean, obviously, we all want the 49ers to make Super Bowl. But AFC, Ravens. I mean, the Chiefs, I, Patrick Mahomes had a meltdown like a baby. His receivers are terrible. The fallout of Travis Kelsey's kind of upon us, the Taylor Swift curse, I guess some people are calling it. The Chiefs <laughs> don't look, they just look abysmal. Although playoffs comes, Andy Reid can flip the switch. Who knows? I mean, it's still Patrick Mahomes. He's still great, but... I lost a little respect from this weekend with how he handled that situation. Um, Bills, they're so erratic. You can't trust them. I don't know if they'll even make it. The Miami Dolphins, man, that was a unbelievable loss. I, I can't believe it. Two minutes left, up two scores, and you lose the game. I, you would have told me that would have happened. I would have thought you were crazy. To the Titans, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, Dolphins, to me, just I just not sold on them. And everybody else in the AFC, it's I'm not really sold on them. I think the Ravens are the best team. But – can Lamar win the playoffs? That's been the big knock on him. But I, I really feel he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. You know, this whole offseason, 
People were saying they're going to get rid of him. He's stupid for his contract negotiations. Just take whatever. I that whole situation with Lamar was kind of crazy. It was one of the big headlines of the offseason. But now he's making everybody look silly. He's probably the only high-paid quarterback that's producing as an MVP, you know, that happened this offseason, right? He had Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. All these guys got paid money. And unfortunately, they got hurt. But Lamar is the one guy standing above everybody. And weekly basis, he's just playing at a great level. And and they got a good coach. They got a great defense. I think that the Ravens are the most uh, complete team in the AFC, if I'm being honest. It's going to be tough to uh, to beat them on on um, on Christmas night for sure. Yeah. Um, they come in, they run the ball well, they commit to the run. Lamar is such a dangerous runner. Yeah, my goodness. But I, in in some ways, I almost feel like this game Sunday is a great great tune up. You know, it's like if you really want to deal with an athletic, elusive quarterback and you want to prepare to defend an athletic, elusive quarterback, what's the best way to do that? Go up against Kyler Murray who's yeah. a more athletic, more elusive quarterback. I mean, that's really the deal, right? I mean, uh, you know, the Kyler's more elusive than Lamar. So that might be a great, you know, and then the Fort Niners have had to done a, do a real nice job as rushing and keeping, you know, mobile quarterbacks hemmed in. Um, that's what they're going to have to do in this game. That's what they're going to have to do next week against Lamar. And, and, they're getting really good at it. We'll see with all the injuries if they can maintain that. But the last few games, they've done an incredible job at just kind of shrinking the pocket as opposed to, you know, rushing off at all angles and, and you know, playing games up front. They're just kind of everybody's kind of bull rushing towards their guy and that pocket shrinks around the quarterback. Um, that's what we've seen more than anything. I don't know that anybody's coming flying off a block. It's just they're pushing their guy right into the lap of the QB. Yeah, it's it's amazing to see. You know, pass rush is everything in this league, and we've been screaming for the last couple of months. Get another edge rusher. So good to see. All right, um, if it's if you, if the Niners got into a Niners Ravens situation like they had in New Orleans, where it's first and goal from mm-hmm. the five, you've got three downs, Raj. And oh, now but- instead of having Crabtree and Kaepernick and Gore. And Vernon, you have the Niners' weapons and Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan calling the plays, and you're going up against this Ravens defense. Oh my God! What are you? What are you calling? What's first down? What's second down? What's third down? It's first and goal from the five against, uh, against the Ravens D. Okay, first off, you're like opening up some really old bad trauma wounds. I was <laughs> when I started realizing, which I was like, oh geez, man. Like all okay, honestly, I would call up Frank Gore. Get him into the game somehow. Get him back and, and just hand the ball off to Frank. Hand the ball to Gore. That's what they should have done the first time, the second time, the third. Every time they should have just ran the ball. But if I'm being real, could Frank still score? That's absolutely. the question. I bet you he could. I bet absolutely. He could have. He'll get the five yards on the first snap. Hand it off to Frank Gore and let him redeem himself from not getting the damn ball during that game. But if I'm being realistic here, um, I think you got to take a shot to Kittle. At least take a shot to Kittle. Um, you got Christian McCaffrey. You you have to try to get a ball, a one shot to Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. Man, he's money. He's absolutely money in that little, uh, you know, five to ten yard uh, space on the end arounds and jet sweeps. You give the ball to Debo. Nobody's taking him down. So I'd try to use one of the first, second down, first down. I'm trying to take a shot to Kittle. Second down, okay, maybe I'll go McCaffrey, and then after that, I'm giving the ball to Debo. But I'm trying to take at least one shot into the end zone, man. I don't think anybody's guarding 
George Kittle on that team. But God, man, I still wish they would have gave the ball to Frank Gore. That that. Well, I'll tell you what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't run in the A gap against this Raven team. Travis Jones is like three hundred and thirty five pounds. He's the the former UConn Husky. Uh, Michael Pierce inside is like three fifty five. I mean, he is just an absolute house. And he's like a small condominium right there. And then you've got uh, Justin Matabuke, who's, you know, 310 and moves really well up front. They've got a big front. So there's no question I would not try to run in the A-gaps against them. But I, what I think I would do is I want Debo on an end around at least once. Yeah. Or it could be a reverse, but I kind of like the end around. The, the, the Niners run that so well. Um, with the lead blockers out front, I'll take my chances with Debo rolling downhill. You, you can create three steps of movement and just not let the penetration up the middle and let him get to the edge. I, I think Debo, you know, on an end around definitely has to be one of my calls. Yeah. I think I'm going slant to Ayuk mm. or something like we saw in the Philly game on the back baseline. Okay. where you're faking all kinds of things, and here comes Ayuk on the back. Because I just think that Ayuk is so athletic, he'll sell out to make the catch, high, low, diving, whatever. Yeah. So I got to go one throw to Ayuk, one run to Debo. And then it's just a matter of this is really tough because you got George Kittle, who's a excellent tight end and has been a huge part of the team forever. And how do you not give him a touch inside the five? But then you also have Christian McCaffrey, who might be the MVP of the league. And are you going to question yourself till forever if McCaffrey doesn't get a touch? Got it. And, Got it. Right? Or then there's also JJ, who's like your big money guy. And, you know, um, he's a big money guy. You know what I'm saying? And he makes big, huge catches. So I, I guess I would probably have to figure out some some way to get the ball to McCaffrey. Yeah. But I'm not sure exactly how. Yeah, you I wouldn't want to run it up the middle. Definitely not up the middle. I, I'm thinking McCaffrey maybe in the slot. You can utilize him on the outside, you know, or, or halfback toss or something. Toss behind Trent Williams. Um, but honestly, I love JJ. I love Ayuk. I like the idea of getting Ayuk on a slant because he's so good in the in that open space. Like uh, what did Debo say to him? this offseason, how he uh, can separate in a phone booth. So, yeah, in that yeah. short window, he probably could separate where he gets open. I do like that. But it's George Kittle. I got, I'm got. i throwing it to Kittle because he, you know he's going to try every single ounce that he has to come down with the ball. So I'm, I'm making sure Kittle catches Because if I throw it to Kittle, he's going to catch it, and the 49ers are winning Super Like I, In my mind, that's, that's my thought. I'm not even second-guessing it. So I got to give McCaffrey. He is your – He's your guy. And like you said, Debo is so good in those end rounds. You have to give it a shot and, and Kittle. That, that's my three. But I do like the Ayuk uh, call you said. that That's money, actually. Ayuk is just so so dominating right now. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, you know, the other one I was, I was going to get into was um, uh, when you look at the 49ers youth, I think there's a there's potential for a couple team, a couple different players like Jair to really jump up and make plays. And Jalen Graham, just watching that hit he had on special teams, I'm not sure if the 49ers, I'm not saying it's another Brock Purdy situation, but I just think that when Jalen Graham gets in there and starts to play, 
we're all going to ask, why wasn't this guy playing sooner? Hmm. You know what I mean? Every time I've seen Jalen Graham play, I feel like this guy could make great plays right now against the run. I mean, he's just such an instinctive, such a fast player, um, and he hits so hard. Um, I just think that he's a he's a guy that I'm not sure if they fully grasp what they have. I mean, I know they liked him. They're the ones who drafted him, and I know they appreciate him. But I think if Graham gets on the field, Raj, um, you're never going to see Oren Burks again. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I mean, I just think wow. I think Graham is really, really good. Wow, that's big. That's big. You don't you think he's going to play so good that they're like, all right, Oren, you can take your time. Can he tendonize that? Yeah, that's it. It's a couple of weeks. So if, if Jalen Graham is the guy that comes in and he steps up, I, I mean, maybe he plays so good that they're like, okay, yeah, we got to keep him. Well, there's no way to take him out. But what about D winners? You think, so you think Jalen Graham's better than D winners? I do. I think Graham's better than winners, but, but I, but I like winners too. And I yeah. talked to winners today and winners is really instinctive. Um, and he plays fast, you know, both these guys play fast. I think Graham's a little bit bigger of a hitter, a little bit better of an athlete. Um, a little bit rangier, a little faster diagnosis, a little faster, but you never know. They're both really D winters had kind of, uh, only, I think he'd kind of low vertical. So, I mean, I think a year from now, D winters will be much better, you know, after a year in an NFL weight room and just, you know, just working on his, on his explosiveness, but I'm e- eager to see some of their young players, Graham Winters, Jair Brown, yeah. uh, Darrell Luter, maybe Robert Beal uh, with the injury to Dwelly at some point, or are we going to see Braden Willis, uh, Ronnie Bell with the injury to Ray Ray? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we're going to see some of their younger players on the back half of this year. I agree. I agree. I think we'll see uh, what these youngsters are made of, and it's good experience for them. They'll develop because eventually they're going to be, bigger parts of this team you know down the line so it's always cool to see these younger guys get their get their moments and we've seen young guys step up in the past Ambry Thomas a couple years ago interception put the Niners in the playoffs Drake Greenlaw rookie season the goal line stand like these guys make their moments and sometimes it's a rookie that comes in and makes the big play so I'm I'm, I'm very excited they have a lot of young talent that I'm just like oh man I can't wait to see this guy play so yeah I feel the same as you Larry Glocko says, delete this title now. It was titled, is, is the 49ers Brock Purdy already better than Cam Newton? Whoa. What do you think? Cam Newton won an MVP. He was on the top of the football world. He was good. I'll, to me, I'll remember Cam Newton for what he didn't do, which was he didn't fall on the fumble in that Super Bowl. That, in a lot of ways, was his moment, and he kind of made a business decision in the biggest game ever. Um, which either says that he's not the most courageous guy in the pile or he doesn't really care that much about winning or he just didn't sense the urgency, but that was a bad look for sure. Yeah. That kind of was his defining moment, unfortunately, when, again, he came into this league. He was a very, very good player, very talented athlete. I remember him college too. I remember him, you know, in Auburn. I was like, oh, man, this guy is – He's fun to watch. He was a great player, and he came in the league, and he he was a game changer. He talked about how Brock Purdy was not a game changer, or is not a game changer, and, and all those other guys that he mentioned. I mean, in his eyes, he sees the game from his lens because he he believes he's in a way he's cocky. He thinks he was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And you know, when you're a quarterback, when you're a great player, you have to believe that. So I think he still believes in himself. Like I bet you, if we ask Cam Newton right now, 
if we said, hey, you think if you could suit up in the NFL, you'd be able to play and lead these teams to the playoffs or, or wins and stuff? I guarantee you his answer would be absolutely, guys. I'm still good enough to go in there, play, da-da-da-da-da at this level. I just think that's his mindset. But do I think Brock Purdy is better than Cam Newton? Not yet. I mean, you got to respect, uh, you know, Cam Newton's body of work. When he first came in the league, MVP, he was a good player. But I do agree with you. He is sadly going to be remembered for that poor judgment where he didn't get the fumble. So um, good player. But again, the tail end of his career wasn't pretty. You know, he got beat out by Mac Jones and, and several others. And, you know, he got ran out of New England and, you know, unfortunate for him. But for the peak of his career, Larry, he's a very good player. Raj is in the house. It is the Krug Show on a Wednesday, and we'll be back in Santa Clara tomorrow for another full day uh, with the 49ers. And, of course, we're brought to you by Pig and a Pickle, the best barbecue in all of Northern California. Check them out in Emeryville and Corte Madera. They're open seven days a week from 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. or until they run out. Pig and a Pickle, the best barbecue you're going to find. We're also brought to you by New York-style Italian sausage. The only kind of Italian sausage I will eat is New York-style Italian sausage. Put it in everything, the spiled, the the, the, spiled, the, the, the spicy, the mild, the, uh, the uh, chorizo, the breakfast sausage. Ooh. It's all fantastic. Get New York-style Italian sausage in every base, every grocery store in uh, the Bay Area and in all of Northern California. And Marin Autoglass, 415-883-3030. You shatter a windshield, they'll come out, they'll pop it out, they'll put in a new one. MarinAutoglass.com. We're also brought to you by Mojo Fantasy and Underdog Fantasy. I'd like to thank them for being uh, sponsors of the Krug Show. All right, Raj, how many 49ers in your mind, deserve to make the Pro Bowl? Man, let's, that's, that's a good question. I mean, the whole team. Let's see. Let's, let's count them out. Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Arik Armstead, Javon Hargrave. I say Mooney Ward. Um, who else we got? Who else we got? Drake Greenlaw at six. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Let's see. Uh, Trent Williams, Chris McCaffrey, absolutely. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Brock Purdy, that's 11. Um, Kyle Juszczyk, 12, at least 12. At least 12 off the top of my head. That's a lot of pro bowlers, man. It's a lot of pro bowlers. George Kittle. George Kittle. Yeah. Okay, so right now, these are the 49er players who are leading their position in pro bowl voting. Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Huszczyk, George Kittle, Trent Williams, Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave, Fred Warner, Tabor Pepper. Oh, Tabor. Forgot. And Mitch Wishnowski. 15. That's a wow. It's a ton. That's a ton. I mean, they're the best players at their their position. They're all the highest paid players at their position. You can't argue that. But my biggest thing, Larry, is honestly, I don't care if they make the Pro Bowl or not because I want to see them playing in the Super Bowl, not the Pro Bowl. But I do want them to get their recognition. It is nice to see them get the recognition. But well, is- there is no real, there is no real Pro Bowl, so I, there will I, nobody's gonna be playing in anything. But you know, it's um, right. Didn't they get rid of the Pro Bowl? No, no, they still have it. They do it, but it's just not like it was before. They don't have like the whole. Oh, I thought they, I thought they canceled the Pro Bowl this year. No, no, they still have it. Um, they, it I thought it was be- gonna be like uh, flag football or something. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's still the Pro Bowl weekend. You know, they still okay. do stuff, but it's not like it was back in the day when they went to Hawaii and you know it. That was fun days, but now it's just, it's like, it's glorified exhibition. But 
I think it's nice for the players to get, you know, recognized and get a little bonus, you know, for all the hard work. It's it's a vacation for them, but they get player recognition and it's a good accolade to have on your career. But again, I hope the 49ers are playing in a different bowl game instead of the Pro Bowl. Exactly. It's the Super Bowl and not the Pro Bowl. That's the uh, that's the goal for the year. Uh, Raj, how do you feel right now as far as the 49ers' chances of, of making it to the Super Bowl? They are the betting favorite. The Ravens are the second choice. Uh, how do you feel about the Niners' uh, chances at this point? Here we are. It's December 13th. I feel great because you know what? They had their little bump of adversity. They lost three in a row. And ever since they lost three in a row, I tweeted this out the other day. Okay, they went and traded for Chase Young. They had to go get that guy. They already had, you know, Randy Gregory. So it's like, okay, we addressed this problem. Um, they beat the Seahawks. They swept them. They they beat the Eagles. That was a big task that everybody's wondering, you know, can they beat the Eagles? They went into Lincoln Financial, beat the Eagles. They've won five in a row. They were the first team to clinch a number one or, or a playoff. And now they're in the number one seed. So honestly, they control their destiny. If the 49ers win out, the biggest test is going to be against the Ravens. Now, they're, the Rams are playing good. You know, they got to come and, and win that game. But if the 49ers win out, which they could, the playoffs in the NFC are going to run through Levi Stadium. They're going to have an extra week off, the bye week. So, honestly, I really, really feel that the 49ers have a very strong chance. Because if this runs through Levi's, they're going to be so healthy. The team, I, yeah, right, like we talked about, they're a little nicked up here. But all those injuries with the bye week and the next couple of weeks, they can be so healthy. Um, two playoff games at home, and they've beaten the Eagles. They've beaten the Cowboys. Those teams got to come and try to beat the Niners now. The Niners have all the momentum. They're on a heater. Again, Philadelphia, now they're facing adversity. Now they're going through their struggle. 49ers already had that, and now they're peaking at the right time. So I, I really feel the 49ers have a strong chance of making it. But they got to stay healthy, knock on wood, and they got to win out, I think. If they can win out and get the number one seed, Larry, I'm 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 really um, thinking they're going to the Super Bowl. It's going to take everything they got. I mean, it's going to take um, all the depth they got. I mean, they've got injuries right now coming down the stretch. Mitchell, Armstead, Hargrave, Burks. You know, there's a number of guys that are dinged up, and they're going to need their their backups to step up and play well and fill fill holes. And we'll see. We'll see. It looks good. It definitely looks good. Yeah. I mean, I, I think um, if you're a 49er fan at this point, you got to be um, very very excited about what this, uh, you know, next month of football is going to look like. All right, let's hit a couple of these supers, and then I got one little video that I got to show you, and then we'll jet. Mm -hmm. uh, we got this one from Gold Rush. Shame on Debo. No comment was the wrong comment. He didn't want to get involved in the Cam Newton, Brock yeah. Purdy thing. I think it's good. I think Debo, you know, when he needs to talk, he'll talk. When he doesn't need to, he doesn't need to. Because even... On Tuesdays, you know, when he goes on Up and Adams with uh, Hey K Adams, if she tries to push him, she tries, she goes, I know you're not one for the drug. Because she tries to, like, bait him into dramatic question. He's like, I'm, I'm not going to answer it. So I respect him for that. G-Co travels vlog POV says 49 should sign Draymond Green to the practice squad, replace Oren Burks. Draymond has ruined Curry um, to win his fifth ring and now suspended Suspended indefinitely. Oh my! Out God. indefinitely. There you go. What can you say? Draymond crossed the line. He Draymond did. needs some intervention. That's what Draymond needs. He punched uh, him square in the face. That was crazy. I mean, it was. It was absolutely outrageous. Is what it was. And it just—it's one of those things where I've—I've I've ridden with Draymond every time, you know. But this time, this has gone too far. 
All right, Funny. look at this. Look at this little video here. How's this? How's uh, this for a video for the ages? Brock's warming up. Uh, here comes the goat. Oh man, look Pat. At, hey, what's up? Look at Jerry's. Look at Jerry's helmet necklace. That's awesome. I love it. You know, Raj, would you ever wear that? Would you ever wear wear a, a a chain with a gigantic Niner helmet on it? Absolutely, I want that. I that that chain is phenomenal, Larry. My favorite part of this video, though, is just look how calm Brock Purdy is in the presence of Graydon. Like he's, oh yeah, oh yeah. He's probably like, this is what he probably told Brock Purdy. He goes, yeah, you know, you're the real MVP. He's like, yeah, I know. And then he spins it. He just, I love that video, Larry. That video is so fun. Seriously, yeah. you can watch that thing forever. I know. Look Jerry, that. just going. What do you think Jerry said? You're the man. He you're either man. said you're the real MVP or the man or. Hey, you remind me of someone. <laughs> Let it all hang out. Maybe he said something. He probably gave him that. That has to be a question tomorrow, right? Yeah, it has I, to be. I, it. Don't you want to know what what Jerry said to him? We got you. Need to please. If if, if is that from this game? Can you tell if that's from this game? It was from. The, yeah, it was because they posted it this this week. Um, they they posted it on the Twitter and the Instagram and everywhere. It blew up. It was super viral. So. Please ask him what did Jerry I will ask him. I will ask him that. Can you share what Jerry Rice told you in that you know that video the video? What did Jerry say there? You better freaking win. Oh, I got it. I can't wait because if you uh, we'll be posting that answer. Nice. Yeah, I'll ask him that. I'll ask him what hey, you know, when Jerry came up to you in the pregame, what does the great Jerry Rice say to you? Hmm. I like it. I like probably said good luck. Good luck today. Probably told me. I hope he says like he said, good luck, bro. G. Martinez says, he said, good luck, bro. <laughs> Showboat. He like said, it. nice cheeks. Nice <laughs> cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> CJ Gray says, I have that helmet chain. Oh, nice. Riddy's in the house. Say, hey, Riddy. He says, what the hell was Hedgehog looking at? Carlos Ramirez doing in the locker room. Bring back Laura. What happened? <laughs> Oh no! What is that, Riddy? I shouldn't have clicked that. Hmm. Um, this is great. Jay Boogie five one zero. Jerry Rice said, "I'm open." He's always open. No. I'm always open. Get oh. me. What if he said, "Get me the damn ball." Get me the damn ball, Brock. You wish you had me. No, no. That's, he, that's what he would he, say. He respects BA and, and Debo. He Those guys aren't Jack. They ain't close to me. You know I'm the best. What if? He, That'd be awesome if it if it was some ridiculous line like that. You know, I could still run better routes than Debo. (laughs) He probably could. Probably could. Probably could. So, Raj, what do you got cooking on the channel the rest of uh, the rest of the week? What do you What do you got? What do you What's What's next for you? Yeah. So, uh, page is growing finally. You know where we're going. We finally got about two and a half, two thousand subscribers on the YouTube. So we're trying to keep building it. Got some more lives, but like I said, I'll be at Arizona. So I'm going to try to get as much live content from Arizona this week and, and post that up. So it'll be fun times and just uh, continuing to push the Instagram and everything. We fi- we hit 300 K followers this week on Instagram. So look at you. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. 300,000 followers on IG. Yeah. Big time. So it's a lot riding on your shoulders, man. It's a lot of pressure. You better not make a miss post you, man. Not as much pressure as you. Whew. Yeah, 30- we're sitting at thirty, almost thirty-one thousand subs that's on a YouTube. Lot. Dude, that's so we're great. feeling good. Feeling good. I love it. I love it. I love to see you shine. Two, 
2.1 million views. I saw that the other day. Holy smoke. Of the live streams and videos. That's and it awesome. keeps going up. It was 2 million. Now it's 2.1 million. Wow, that's awesome, dude. That's a lot. We're in that time of year, Raj, where people, Niner fans, a lot of Niner fans getting excited. A lot of people looking towards to, to watch football right now. Yeah, they eat that content up, baby. Keep it rolling. All right, man. Hey, thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to Raj. Thanks to all you guys. Have a great night, everybody. Uh, we love talking Niner football. I'm back at practice tomorrow. Later tonight, I'm taking your calls on the on the call-in show with Kev starting in about a half hour. We're going to go for an hour from 7.30 to 8.30, taking your phone calls. So join us for the caller show later on tonight. And then tomorrow, back at it. And then tomorrow night, I think Jesse and the coach will be back for a big show uh, tomorrow night, I believe, on Jesse's channel. So we'll be doing that. I'm looking forward to that as well. So for Raj, I'm Larry. Have a great night, everybody. Peace. Yeah, never met a man I've been scared of. Careful, you won't get exactly what you asked for. Careful, 